All right, fam, are we obsessed with this backdrop? I'm super excited. I just got a new backdrop in. I absolutely love this whole color scheme. I feel like we're going to be entering a new era of the podcast, but had to shout that out really quickly. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. If you guys are watching on our YouTube channel today, then you will know what I'm talking about, but if not, go give us a follow over there. Today, you guys, I am super excited to introduce to you a fellow New Jersey native, our ultimate Jersey club queen, Unique. Sharice Gary, aka Unique, has done it all from immersing herself in Jersey club culture as a teen to organizing parties in her community to becoming a featured vocalist. DJ and producer. Uh, She has taken her skills to producing and elevating the Jersey Club sound and has become a global ambassador for this scene. I'm beyond excited to have her on today to share her story and all the incredible things she's been working on, her upcoming music, all the good things. Uh, So very excited to have her on. So let's dive into it. All right, fam, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to do a quick shout out to a couple of our Discord members who are always super active in the community, always chatting in there. I really appreciate you guys engaging. So Nick, Sick Hunt Nick, the Nicole Lal, and Carlos Quevedo, guys, love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the community. I really, really appreciate it, and I see you. So if you guys aren't already in our Discord or our Facebook group, all of the links to our social Socials will be linked down below at Rave Culture Cast on all platforms. And like I mentioned, we're available on pretty much every streaming platform, YouTube, all of the things. All right, one more thing. I am selling tickets to a bunch of Insomniac music festivals. So we have Okeechobee right around the corner. I will be going. It's my first Oki. Very, very excited about it. So hope to see you guys there. I also have Beyond Wonderland SoCal. Project Glow and Moonrise tickets. So if you want to purchase through my Insomniac affiliate link, everything will be linked down below in the episode description. With all that being said, let's dive into today's conversation with Unique. Hello. It's so Um, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. (laughs) I've been looking forward to this. I was pumped to have you on the podcast. I feel like I've been watching on the sidelines, like cheering you on, and I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. How was your birthday? I feel like you've had a busy couple of days. Oh, yeah, I had fun. Um, I feel like my birthday celebration started like right off of Aquarius season. Yeah, <laughs> I like to celebrate the whole season because it's such a short season anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had fun. I got to party with my friends last week. And then this week in my birthday, I just had a nice birthday dinner. And then next week is LA and then a big show in New York. So I'm just celebrating the whole month. <laughs> Do you get, did you get like any downtime for the holidays and stuff where you've just been like super busy? Um, kinda, I, I, I took off like all of January from DJing gigs because I wanted to just focus on music mm-hmm. and relaxing. And I feel like, wow, so many people hit me up to make music. I'm like, this is not relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I kind of switched it up. Yeah, I switched it up. I feel like the last two weeks have kind of been more chill. Like I've been like, okay, but the first two weeks of January, they were kind of just like, yeah, insane. Had crazy sessions, like two, three sessions a day type of thing. Oh my God. And are, is that usually happening like in New Jersey or in New York area? Um, Yeah, well, all over, wherever I could get a chance to um, produce, like um, I'm there, but this yeah. specifically, like I had like just an open call of producers um, submit their music so I could work with new people as long as well as like nice. just reach out to like my friends and people I've been wanting to work with mm-hmm. um, within the state of New Jersey and New York City. So just like that East Coast club music vibe, like I needed to yeah 
I came back home. I needed to like, just be home. Like, yeah, I feel that. Oh, that's so awesome to hear. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I know it's like an exciting time right now. And especially like in your career with everything that's been going on and you've been at this for a really long time, but I just feel like it's a cool time to talk to you and especially starting off the new year. Like, like I said, very excited to have you here. You were one of my artists to watch coming up this year. And I just (laughs) want to share the platform, talk about your story, your music, anything that's exciting to you. And we can kind of like dive right in if that sounds good. Yeah. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. Hell yes. Okay. So, well, first and foremost, I'm very, very proud to have you here because I don't have too many guests on from New Jersey and as a fellow Jersey girl, the pride is real. (laughs) The pride is so real. And I'm like, never leaving Jersey kind of person, like stayed here, went to college here, live here now. Like it's never going to change, but, um, (laughs) what do you feel like still like an immense sense of pride being from New Jersey and kind of creating music around that as well? (laughs) I got to tat in. (laughs) I feel like, um, yeah, That's it's funny awesome. because they they like there's memes that say like you know love like we got Jer- love jersey like a person from new you know like mm-hmm. there's just so many memes about people from new jersey like love being from new jersey and i do like i love this state i just think it's you know a very cool place to have grown up as a kid like we just mm-hmm. have a very interesting childhood for those that know like and know dance music like for mm-hmm. us, I feel like we have a very interesting childhood um, in terms of just growing up and, and partying. Right. Um, and yeah, I just love it as a state. You know, it's in it's in between New York, it's in between Philly, two of the coolest mm-hmm. states. Um, and Jersey just seems to have its own edge about it that yes. people could love or hate. Yeah, I love it though. Yeah, and clearly <laughs> a lot of other people do too. Right? right now, they're loving it. Yeah, I feel like Jersey sometimes it's like not that it's like left out of the conversation, but yeah, like when people think of music or dance music, like there's all these other cities mentioned, but I feel like it's just slept on. And I'm glad to see like you and other artists who are like really, really driving home, like the Jersey club sound, because more more people need to be on it and know about it and they're sleeping on it. (laughs) We need to get more people in the movement. Right. Oh my gosh. But um, no, but can you chat a little bit about growing up in New Jersey? Like what was, what were some of your musical influences growing up? Cause I know you did like dance and your mom was very encouraging. So how was all of that growing up? Uh, growing up in Jersey was fun. I could definitely say um, I've been exposed to every type of music here, you know, like it's the East coast. So like we get that New York um, that New York uh, hip hop gusto and mm-hmm. Jersey itself just had like a bunch of hip hop icons. So growing up, I was definitely listening to like a lot of Lauren Hill. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's from Jersey, um, Faith Evans. But of course, I love my Missy Elliott's and my Janet Jackson's. Mm-hmm. Like I was always kind of just into like that alternative dance music world that was like mm-hmm. super feminine. Um, and yeah, between that and you know, growing up in Jersey, I just, I don't know. I was a very eccentric kid. I felt like it did good for my personality. I met so many friends through just doing creative things and partying like at a young age, because mm-hmm. that's what they would play at the school lunch. Like right. I, it's funny when I look back on it, I don't really see that. I didn't really associate that with like 
dance music you know what right, I mean right. like but yeah, yeah they were smooth playing it at like school dances and and you know you would bang on like the the hard top of your desk like boom yeah. boom boom <laughs> boom boom you know so it's just cool to have had that growing up I feel like it made me meet a lot of friends um in North specifically we just had um a huge Jersey club movement that associated a lot of teams. So we would just throw parties at the skating rink and we would throw parties at Mm -hmm. maybe this club would have like a teen night and we would all go. And like, it was like a teen night for the club. And like, I know specifically abyss had foam nights and, um, it always starts (laughs) with the foam night. It always starts there. Yeah. Yes, with the phone night. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, this is clubbing. Right. <laughs> Outside of just, you know, finding like a little YMCA or a house mm-hmm. party. I feel like Jersey has a huge house party culture. Yeah. Like, definitely. Yeah. We love that. Like, we yep. love a good house backyard situation. Get together. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely. do. Uh, very renegade style. I could, I could say now that I know For like sure. the terms. <laughs> <laughs> but you know before then it was just so innocent it was just like oh yeah like their parents are mm-hmm. gone and we're having a rager like <laughs> yeah. and yeah that's yep. what it was like to grow up I was definitely exposed to a lot of different music um mm-hmm. just a lot of different lifestyles and I'm happy that I have it available to me at such a young age like it definitely I could look back on it now and be like, that was fun. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, yeah, it was kind of like integrated into all areas of your life and just being like, just having those nights, like the teen nights and foam thing, like stuff like that. You've, you've got to get into it somehow. And it sounds like there was just like ex- exposure from all these different areas. But when, yeah. when was like the first like club club experience? And do you remember kind of like I that, do. the music <laughs> being played? I do actually. So you know, I was doing, I was doing school dances and backyard parties and basement parties for a minute, mm-hmm. for a minute. And I've been heard club music there, but my first club experience, I would guess is just like, you know, um, all these street teams and all the DJs that would lead these street party promotional teams, mm-hmm. they would host parties in different centers and different places around the city. And I remember specifically just going to a party by brick bandits and, you know, my mom dropped me off, dropped me and my friends off. <laughs> and yeah, it was, to me, that was like my first experience where it's like, wow, like we, we were standing in the line, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like real innocent, you yep. know? And then uh, I was pretty new to it. Like my friends would just, they would know somebody and be like, Hey, you see that person? Like, Hey, mm-hmm. what's up? Then you got like the videographer, you know, just doing a recap video when everybody's giving a shout. I was like, yeah, what's up? Like, I'm such and such. Like, I'm with this party team. You know, we're here. We're repping. That's they got awesome. their, like, their, their spray-painted T-shirts. And, yes. you know, like, their hats. Like, all their customization party clothes. That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it was it was like that. And I can, I'll be honest, um, the time that those things were taking place, Nork was way more dangerous. So it was definitely just, you know, an escape from like the harsh realities that we would have to face on the daily, like just a place to Mm -hmm. escape. And not every time, you know, the club was a place to escape. Sometimes, you know, the the BS came to the club, unfortunately. But I could say that, you know, just those times were so innocent for me. Like I just used to go and have a good time, super sober, mm-hmm. like, you know what yeah. I mean? Super sober, super, just, I'm going to hear new music. I'm going to sweat. I'm going to dance. I go there looking cute. I come home looking a mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, I'm trying to dance with my crush that I seen at school. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yes, yeah. I got my eye on you when they play the slow music. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was just like you know so much fun. That was definitely like my first clubbing experience. I started young. I was a teenager. Like I was right. like 16, 17. Yeah. You know, <laughs> partying OD late at night and yep. even hosting some of the parties. And, you know, of course, that's what led me into being a DJ, but I'm sure we will get there. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I know it, it seems to be like the gateway for a lot of people. And I, I mean, it's, I think it's a good tip for people too, if they want to get involved in their local music scene to throw parties or just, or, or host them if the opportunity isn't quite there yet for you to, to play one. But it, it, it felt like a watering hole, like these dances that we would have. And it's like, okay, we're outside of the school zone and now we can actually like go and enjoy ourselves right. and interact on a different level and hear the music we like but it sounds like you were just super creative and and like out like outgoing from the get-go did you ever have an issue with like being shy or anything like that or not really <laughs> I did oh I you did, did? yeah it, it's kind of crazy I know I definitely have like a bubbly personality but it took a long time to get here yeah. um I feel like I'm very shy when I first meet people or like when I'm in situations where I don't know what's going to happen mm. um so yeah, I was definitely a bit shy at first, but I could say being in that that atmosphere definitely helped, you know, break down like any shyness that I did have. It helped me be a little bit more outgoing and being mm -hmm. around people who, you know, were breaking out of their shell too because they weren't afraid to dance or they weren't afraid to just, you know, like mm -hmm. say like, hey, let's go, you know, or like the DJ. Um, so yeah, I was definitely shy, but I've always been a performer. I've always did performing arts, like mm -hmm. I did piano and um, like performing arts in school. And I used to try yeah. for Broadway shows. So I've always just kind of been like one of those shy people. And I'm just like, ah, but it turns on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. There's something about it. it. It doesn't necessarily have to reflect in like your personal life versus like when you want a stage or something like that. Like, I, I think you can be both introverted and extroverted or have like both of those qualities to you and just turn them on and off when you can. So yeah. it's good that you had both those traits. Thank you. Yeah, yeah sometimes sure. it just depends on your environment, you know, and like how comfortable you feel in it to, you know, actually let loose. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm happy that I've been in environments that have let, that have actually watered that for me. Mm -hmm. right? And so how did you make the jump? Was, was there anyone who was like encouraging you, like kind of nudging you like, okay, you need to get on the stage now. Like <laughs> it's been good in the crowd, but I feel like you need to be up there. Or was that something you just like started to feel? Um... Okay, so I've always kind of been a popular party person. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've had definitely different uh, alter egos at the time, I'll say. Okay. Love <laughs> you it. know, alter egos, nicknames or whatever <laughs> um, that people would just know me by because I used to dance a lot. I used to dance and I was mm -hmm. known for twerking and just like, you know, like being being hype, being hype mm -hmm. and being at the most popping party of me and some of my homegirls were there, you know, oh, it's lit. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, she's here. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've always had that, but um my boyfriend at the time was a DJ and he used to DJ under numerous people like Little Man and Tim Dollar and Tamil. Mm -hmm. um, kind of second generation like me, not first generation Jersey club, just a second generation sure. used to come up under a lot of people. And when I was with him, you know, I I've always did music. So I was like, damn, like, mm -hmm. it don't even look hard. <laughs> like, you know, so when he was done yeah. practicing, I just used to get on and he used to teach me. And 
you know, it kind of made me be like, hey, I could do this. So I just used to start gathering music and Mm -hmm. something just told me that there was a void to fill. All the parties that I went to, um, of course, there was a lot of women in presence, but Mm -hmm. were there any women behind the decks? No, I feel like we were very amounted to just being vocalists for the songs or being just like the captain of the booty bounce team, which Mm -hmm. is all cool. Like, you know, to me, those positions I feel like are club queens. Like I call myself a club queen to me, a club queen is any woman who is just a part of the nightlife scene, who's owning it, whether you're the promoter, you're the bartender that's serving the drinks, you're the security guard that's making sure everybody good. You know, those are like different positions of being like a club queen to me so I just really didn't see them giving us like space to be anything beyond like what a man dictated so I was just mm-hmm. like you know what I want to be a DJ like I'm gonna give it a go like my boyfriend's a DJ I'll be seeing right. him do it I already know music like when yep. I started practicing they were already like wow like you're good like, you're get ready, yeah. like you know music <laughs> yeah like you know music like you like this blend is a little different than anything I saw like one of my homies do so sure. just my musicality was a bit different and the way I spun was a, I definitely spent a lot more women music like you know mm-hmm. whether it was popular or not like I made sure to like have just a little bit more feminine energy in my set than like all right. the rap music that goes mm-hmm. on today um, but yeah, I, I, I just, you know, took it upon myself to like really teach myself and surround myself with the people that had the tools that I needed it. Like shout out to the sound men that used to set up, um, <laughs> all the DJ says DJ Hutch, he passed away. Um, and also DJ shadow, they used to have these systems. They would set up at all the parties and I'm like, I gotta be with them. Cause they right. got the equipment. <laughs> like y'all DJs are cool, but y'all be using their equipment. So yeah. I need to be around them so I can practice. So I used to yeah. skip college and I, it was crazy. I was a communication major, and I'm just like, this is not it. <laughs> yeah, stay in school, but it just, for me at the time, I was just like, this is redundant. It has nothing to do with what I want to do. If I want to be a DJ, I need to be around DJs and like yes. learn it. So yep. I just would skip school and be at the Salman's house practicing day and night. Like, and whoever had equipment, I was at their house. Smart, smart woman. Uh, You said a couple of things that I relate with a lot. Well, one recognizing that even though you were in school doing that degree, just kind of like having that inner knowing of like, this is just not what it's going to be for me eventually. And not that it's a waste of time, but you just kind of realize your time could be better spent on something else. I've had jobs like that too, where I'm like every day just feels like it's sucking the life out of you. And it's just not what you're meant to be doing, but then also to take it upon yourself to recognize like that you can be doing that as well. Anybody listening should, should have that feeling like why wait or why let it be somebody else? Like you can easily learn the skills and get up and like have yourself be counted. So I think that's very important to have that visibility. I feel that way sometimes now, even being at festivals and being like backstage or so many industry you know, people who are obviously a lot of men. So it it's right. nice to have a lot, you know, more women in this space, DJs, artists, but also just working for labels and right. content creator, all of that. Like it just, it feels like there, there needs to be a lot more. So it's, it's exciting that you took that upon yourself and you made that leap and you were also doing vocals as well. Was that happening like simultaneously or did that happen prior um, to you deciding to DJ? Uh, yeah, that happened prior. I was definitely a vocalist. Well, first I want to say, before we dive into that question, mm-hmm. so 
because I like to see the women presence at festivals. I feel like we need that diversity, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that later. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know but um, I was definitely doing vocals before I got into DJing. Um, a lot of people thought I had a very interesting voice and I used to do vocal drops for people just like on some like mm-hmm. DJ, whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Voice. Um. So I used to do drops for people and it just turned into from being a DJ drop to being like, hey, like say this vocal line. And then I used to come up with my own stuff because I've always been involved in the arts. Like I've always sang, danced, played instruments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. Like this is another thing I could do in music, I guess. Yeah. You know, instead of just being a straight up rapper that I thought yep. I was going to be one day or a singer I don't know Broadway singer right um you never life will be long you never know maybe we'll see yeah never yeah (laughs) I I feel like careers in music could be long so maybe that'll be another chapter but yeah Yeah. I started off doing vocals and that's what brought me into producing as well because when I did vocals for other DJs um I felt like sometimes they would take long to produce Mm -hmm. the song yep um and I also felt like a lot of them slept on me so I was like you know what well I think I could produce my own music too like I know how to play the Mm -hmm. piano these uh that I was using at the time just seemed like a piano with mad instruments in it you know what I mean like not to play the trumpet (laughs) with the keyboard like that's lit like this is dude it's lit um so I was doing that a lot and that's just what drove me into production you know just kind of like a bit of rejection and a bit of just you know saying like hey like Mm-hmm. In Jersey, a lot of the DJs got booked off of their club track. So whoever had the most popping club track was okay. getting booked a lot, you know? Right. So it was like, I-, I wanted tracks out. I was like, man, I want to get booked as a DJ, you know? What sure. I'm so it's just like, I'm going to make my own tracks. So it was kind of just that. really f- like feminine fueled, I could say. Um, it wasn't a lot of women that were producing, you know, um, mm-hmm. in club music especially I could say at the time of the quality of men just Mm -hmm. because they were doing it longer so yeah you know they were already making music while I was still partying I started Mm -hmm. like at least like five years later than a lot of my peers so I was just like focused right I love it wait I want to ask this is totally random but this popped into my head did you ever spend time in Atlantic City because for for me it was like a two hour two and a half hour drive but I just have so many fond memories of like clubbing and we would just make it a trip and drive down to Atlantic City and that's like literally where I would see like 4B play all the time before he oh, yeah. like blew up. He was always like the opening DJ at some of these like clubs, but I just like remember hearing a lot of like the Jersey club sound when we would make our like Atlantic City trips for the weekend. Yeah, between Atlantic City and just going to Central Jersey period, it was like a whole new atmosphere of club music for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm from North Jersey, you know. It's funny too cuz mm-hmm. like Jersey is so like Everybody has it like, oh, what is Central right. Jersey? What is South Jersey? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Jersey's yeah. crazy like that. But I'm from North Jersey. So when I did go to Central Jersey or or like, you know, down to the shore, mm-hmm. it was just a whole different world for me. Like, I was like, yo, this is so cool. Like, yeah. like I said, like going to a Club Abyss or going to Decos or going to AC mm-hmm. and just, you know, like seeing how Jersey Club was presented there also just open and broadened my like perspective of like, yeah, Damn, I want to buy DJing this too. Right. Like, it's just wanna, so fun. It was, it was between there and going to New York City. That was like, yeah, they listened Opened to eyes. Club. Yeah, yeah, like they listened to club. Like it was just digested mm-hmm. so different. 
for sure. Yeah. It's, it's cool to bring people here too, who, who aren't from here and don't understand. Cause same thing, like even just going to the shore, I'm like, you guys don't understand how hard people go during the day. Like, it's just an energy when you're in this <laughs> atmosphere. Yeah. And it's like people raging face at 2 PM. It's just, it's Seriously. not like anything else. Like you have to come here to experience that, that energy. And even <laughs> just walking outside within certain cities in New Jersey and you just hear dance music, mm-hmm. like I could walk outside and go down the block and hear house music, whether yeah. it's from somebody's car or like a storefront. And I personally like love that about this state. I mm-hmm. feel like we embody that. Like you're going to hear like dance music. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Well, I want to talk about your event series too, because I fucking love this. You have PBNJ, oh, yeah. Philly, PBNJ. Baltimore, and New Jersey. When did Thank this you. come in? <laughs> Excuse me. When did this come into the picture? And, and what is the key element to throwing a fire party? Cause you were the, the expert. So, <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, been partying a few years to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, you know, PB and J it came from Red Bull had brought a, a bunch of us out to do an event and it was centered around club music. And they had people from Philly, people from Baltimore, people from New Jersey there. Mm-hmm. And when they threw this event for Red Bull, I love Red Bull because I feel like they actually listen to culture leaders, like cultural leaders when they want to lead cultural events. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. And when they had this event, they wanted to just host the DJs. And I'm like, man, no, like right. you guys are going to like do this. You have to do it right. I need a bus. Right. <laughs> Give me a bus and I'm going to bring everybody from Jersey down to Philly like because it was taking place in Philly because I was like mm-hmm. the medium you know the medium between Baltimore and New Jersey so I'm like yeah no I need a bus and I was like y'all should give Baltimore a bus too like, yeah. like, you know, like I'm very like I'm, I'm a very vocal person I, I feel like <laughs> either you can ask and they can say no and it's like okay well I, right I ask. yeah like sure. I just so yeah, they sent me a bus and like, I got all my friends. I was like, yo, you want to come on this Jersey club bus sign up? And it was so much fun. Like we were playing club music on the bus on the way there and like dancing. And when we got there, it was just so sick to see just all the different styles of club music under one roof and mm-hmm. see the unity within between everybody. Like everybody was there for the, to just celebrate like our genres of music. And I was like, man, we need to have this more often. How come we don't have this all the time? Like, it's not right. like we're all cousins and, and everybody in the tri-state, like you do, you go down to Baltimore, you go Mm -hmm. down to Philly, you go down to DC, like, and we all hear the same music, you know, or get the same vibe. Everybody kind of knows the same dances. Like we are Mm -hmm. cousins, we're family. So I decided to, you know, come up with the party called PB and J and it stands for Philly, Baltimore, New Jersey, but it's also just like a peanut butter jelly sandwich, like peanut butter jelly time. And I figure- that's such like a childhood uh, sandwich that everybody loves. Like everybody, you know, knows. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not allergic to peanut butter, you didn't have a peanut butter. And right. <laughs> you're sitting you at know? the other table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I just figured, you know, like what better to just, you know, kind of have an association with people like, you know, I've seen a lot. I've DJed so many festivals and been a part of so many other labels and collectives um, mm-hmm. experiences from 
um, Fool's Gold to Mad Decent, you know, to Femme House, to Hyper House, to NLV Presents. And I just all saw how they had like an umbrella to identify their sound, their movement, like mm -hmm. Dirty Bird. And I was like, I feel like club music needs to have something like that, you know, as we're getting exposed to just a bigger mainstream audience, whether it be EDM, hip hop or house, I just feel like you know, people are always, we have been appropriated before. And I just wanted to prevent that from happening because I feel like it takes away opportunities for people who are embedded in the club culture, like myself mm -hmm. and my peers. So I wanted to make PB and J to kind of be an umbrella so that it wouldn't only just host club music and be a safe space for, you know, people within the tri-states to collaborate mm -hmm. um, and get to know each other, but kind of just like a place that could for the future provide education and right. I'm big on that like I'm big on like informing people on like the culture of club music as it's getting exposed because like mm -hmm. that type of stuff gets lost in the sauce all the time and it kind right. of makes the music that we love loses essence and I just want to prevent that because I've seen it happen before and mm -hmm. I'm just so gracious that club music has such a timeless feel to it that it gets viral opportunities all the time so sure. we constantly get like a chance to be able to present our culture the way that we want to like the way that mm -hmm. like would genuinely love to experience it and I've seen that and people express that to me all over the world so I'm just excited that PB&J could kind of just house you know all the genres because sometimes mm -hmm. we have a little bit of animosity towards each other I feel like it's good healthy competition right. though <laughs> you know keeps each yes. other on its toes but yeah like I have big plans for PB&J right now it started off as like a rotating monthly so okay. one month we would go to Philly the next month we would go to Jersey and then we would end it in Baltimore and we would just keep rotating like that so mm -hmm. everybody could kind of feel more comfortable like going to that city and being able to have a fan base because duh, sure. we all make club music right. um, but COVID kind of hurt us um and I didn't want to mix everything you mm -hmm. know it's like too many states too many people sure. to be going back and forth so as of right now it's just more of a block party um kind of mimicking of mad decent block party I yeah. feel like it would have been it, it should be like a club music festival and I've just been working to kind of make it have um inclusion of all different things that club music composes of of the dance aspect so I've mm -hmm. hosted dance tutorials like I've had dancers come and teach everybody these signature club music moves you see oh, on TikTok awesome. from like yeah. the rocker hips to the sexy walk you know the running man and then I'll have producers come out I teamed up with I have um, a nonprofit called Be Unique that is more of a seminar type of just teaching people how to have club etiquette and email etiquette so you could get gigs, get money, um, nice. monetize I love that. talent. I teamed up with um, Producers Edge to teach a club music class, um, just teaching people the basics of what club music is. And I gave away my splice kit, which is my personal Jersey club sound kit with tons nice. of royalty-free vocals. So I was able to do that. And then of course the DJ performance aspect, like where we have the party mm -hmm. um, and everybody just enjoys like, you know, their favorite DJ. I try to highlight DJs that I have an amazing year, DJs that I feel like need some more spotlight and it's free. Like I'm wow. not charging it right now. Last year I got the city to sponsor it. We had it at the Mulberry Commons, which is right across from the Prudential Center. So I'm hoping this year could be bigger and better. 
Um, that's just like my little passion project. Like I've seen so many iconic DJs make a movement that way. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. I can make this for like club music. Oh my God. No, no, no. Are you kidding? I'm blown away because Thank one, you. what are you not doing right now? But there's a <laughs> common theme of like between what you're doing and your music of bringing people together, which is what this is all about. So I absolutely love that the series is, is alive and well, that's incredible that you're doing it for free. I didn't know that. So anybody listening here who wants to get involved, yeah. (laughs) Help us out. You know, club music has such a crazy diverse fan base. It's, it's pretty ageless. It's pretty genderless. So, you know, Mm. it's just all about all ages for the event uh, yeah, or it's all ages we had the babies there on uh, at tours but then after my set when I was DJing all the babies got on stage they was getting it <laughs> and all the you know all the grown-up dancers were gassing them all the parents were happy that's um, awesome yeah I'm definitely trying to get more brands involved anything that just is aligned with club music yeah we'll have to talk about if you need an alcohol sponsor I'll have to get beatbox <laughs> <laughs> on oh, the <man>. line here <laughs> we, we, be, we be tearing those up at the party I can't hold you okay sweet okay sweet <laughs> we, we will chat about that um I know I, th- I think that's incredible that that you're doing that I love that the dance aspect is involved as well because I just think like again as fans like whoever's attending that like think about the memories that you're creating for them or you know, what kind of gateway you're opening for them. And maybe they get into the creative arts or want to get pursue music or something. Like if we don't have these events to attend, then we can't discover that we like love this industry. So it's exciting to think about what, what is the next event? Do you have the next one planned? Um, I do. It's going to be in August of this year. Okay. Um, I have dates on hold, but definitely August, 2023 PB and J block party will be back. Awesome. Okay. Hell yes. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be an experience this year since we have like a space and the Yay. city, the city loves it. So, okay, you know, cool. I love that too. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned on more details when it gets closer to that, but yes. kind of jumping, jumping ahead a little bit. So taking it now outside of the tri-state area and you're playing globally, you're playing festivals, like all of these things, like how do you then approach taking the Jersey club sound global and what has the response been like from fans and shows that you've played (laughs) oh man I gotta smile when you say that (laughs) because last year was really really new like I went Mm -hmm. a lot of new places um I'm just always in awe that Jersey Club is this big (laughs) because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you know it's such like a, a state thing it's called New Jersey club music right like it's like such a thing that we thought was ours and now it's something that the whole world could relate to and embrace um I last year the the places that I've been that were new I went to South America and I've been to Europe many times before but I feel like they're pretty seasoned in what dance music is they're mm-hmm. they're connoisseurs you right. know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and to just go to a place like South America, um, which is so different. It was, wow. I, I toured with Primavera Sound Festival. So I went to I went to Brazil, I went to Argentina and I went to, excuse me, Santiago, Chile. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I feel like Jersey Club has so many subgenres. I was able to appeal to everybody like, Sometimes when I do my sets overseas, they're a bit more like 
of course, I always like leave room for just my music, my mm-hmm. productions, but I like to just showcase like the diversity in club music because we have remixes that are in Spanish. We have like Afrocentric, you know, Afrobeat Jersey club remixes. Then we have yeah. like Jersey that's mixed with real music. Then we have Jersey that's mixed with hyper pop. So I like to just show that like we have a range of like, you know, musicality within this one genre right. that you can that can mesh with like another genre that you like so I feel like those sets are a bit more diverse than you know maybe like a set at home mm-hmm. where I'm just like yo I'm doing me because I'm in right. New York I'm in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. um but it's been really cool to just you know have like a fan that is bilingual and they're just like wow like you played like that remix of like this song mm-hmm. and like this song was like a a native song that we played here in Brazil and it was like just a New Jersey club remix to it because I like to do that when I go to different countries too I like to you know tap into like what their iconic sounds are and then remix them into my flavor like so when I was going to Brazil I was like tapping into a bunch of ballet funk songs and like just putting a little Jersey flavor on them um and I like to do that I like to do that when I go certain places like when I go to London I'm like okay bet like about to remix this song for y'all sure. like so y'all can be like oh my gosh like unique remix <laughs> the mall. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always cool to do that because then my fans overseas also just appreciate it even more they're just like damn like mm-hmm. not even just as like a producer just as a like a selector like she's tapped in Mm -hmm. And I like to pay like my homage that way. to like, when I go to these different places, they love club music. Like a lot of people are starting to know the dances. They definitely know the lyrics, which is crazy because some of them (laughs) don't even speak like English and they'll know the lyrics to my songs. And I'm just like, wow. That's such a crazy feeling. I can't even imagine. (laughs) It is. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm still shocked because I guess after COVID, I just thought it was like all done with. Like, I was like, damn, like, am I going to be able to tour again? Am I even ever going to be able to go there? Right. So to be able to just have an amazing stacked year. Like I went to Tel Aviv for the first time um, last year and played club music over there, which is crazy. Like what? Right. It's universal though. That's what's crazy. It's like, no matter where you go, you're creating just your energy, your music is creating a good time for people and everybody can relate to that. And I, I haven't been to South America, but I hear they party. So they <laughs> I know they go crazy. They yeah. do. And it was just beautiful to connect with all the different communities over there as well. Like I'm a very intentional DJ. So when I go different places, like, you know, I'm not just going there for the opportunity. I'm going there because I'm like, damn, I have a community out there. Like, Mm -hmm. for instance, when I was in Santiago de Chile, it was one of my last stops on that South American tour. So I linked up with a few club heads out there. They have a movement called Making Moves. And um, my boy Sniper Bass, we met through Twitch. When it was locked down, I was streaming on Twitch, making like a lot of different EPs and music and also giving feedback to different producers that made club music. And I got to meet him and he was from Chile. So when he heard I was going out there, he was like, yo, unique, like, I know you're doing this big festival, but (laughs) like, could me and my friends throw a party and you DJ? And I was like... You know, I, I, I'm i like assigned, I have like an agent and like a mm-hmm. manager and all that, but they understand I'm a rebel. So I just be right. like, <laughs> like, sorry, y'all. Like, yeah. I was like, this is the last tour. I was like, we're sign me up. It can't be released. You know what I'm saying? We'll just sure. like drop it like the, the weekend of. And when we dropped it, oh my gosh, like it was such my vibe too. Cause like, I'm That's such a awesome. rave girl. Like I love the underground. So I mm-hmm. love the festivals. I'm very clear, but I love the underground too. It's edgy. Nice. 
Um, and we threw, yeah, they threw like a secret live stream party. And I got to DJ with all of the locals that like love and produce Jersey Club, their own style of club music. Wow. Um, Latin club. And it was just so cool to like step into their scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, now I got some homies out there that I could just That's hit awesome. up and be like, yo, like I'm in your city. Like, let's go rave. Or, <laughs> you know, and I got to just connect with everybody on a deeper on a deeper mm-hmm. level and really feel their appreciation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm black and Puerto Rican. So I got to flex my Spanish just a little bit. You I know? love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, yeah, I just had a great time. I love doing that. Like to me, it's about community and I'm just so gracious that like club music has been able to like help me align with other communities, especially like minority right. driven communities that love club music. Cause it's just like here at home, except sure. Y'all speaks, you know, different language. Y'all speak Portuguese. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I feel like with your managers and stuff, it's like, you can't not play that show. Like, when is that opportunity ever going to happen again? <laughs> like, you got to do, and it's just the exposure. I mean, because even like, I, I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of traveling to places where dance music is like so widely celebrated, but to actually be exposed to it is so much different than just seeing it online, like you were in it, you were in the community and you were able to contribute. So it's, that's going to be a experience. Like you'll probably never forget for the rest of your life. Thank you. Definitely don't. I definitely will. I was getting my whole life. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, I, I I literally like, I'm not one of those DJs that like do my, I do my set and Mm -hmm. I go back to the hotel room. I'm like, I do my DJ set. I go to the green room, drop my stuff off, you know, can't be losing the USBs. Yes. And then I grab the bottle and then I'm out. out. <laughs> I'm out exploring. I'm like, all right, who's performing that I want to see? I'm like, okay, we're fans run up to me. Oh, we're lit. Like, even <laughs> they're the like, wait, you need your set was like, I'll be partying and they'll just be like, trying to be like, your set was good. I'm like, that's so hey. awesome. Like, I'm just excited as y'all are to be here. Oh, like, that's so cool. And I, I know like we're going to see fans are going to see a lot of you this year too. Cause I like also just can't even imagine what you have planned for 2023, but hopefully people will see you in the crowd running around at different festivals. It's like amazing to see your name just popping up more and more on, oh, on lineups. You. And what, what, what does this year look like for you so far? What's the game plan? I'm so happy to be a part of the festival community now because I've always been a fan. Mm -hmm. Um, this year I have some very dope experiences. Um, I'll definitely be statewide more. I feel like last year I was doing a lot of European festivals, which was different and fun. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're so different from us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I I cannot even imagine. Yes. The culture is completely different. That was fun to experience. It was, uh, but this year I'm doing lightning in a bottle that's been announced and and I'm excited about that. My first lightning in a bottle. Awesome. yeah, I'm excited to experience that festival. I have some other iconic festivals that are coming up that I can't announce yet because they're not mm-hmm. announced. But yep. I am doing some um, shows. I'll be doing a lot more shows in the United States this year. Um, I have a full February itinerary coming up from LA, doing a my first headline show at Elsewhere. I'm going to be in Denver with Recno for the first time. So that awesome. should be fun. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. You got some big plans coming. Elsewhere is such a cool club too. When I saw your name popping up there, I was like, that's going to be so much fun. Thank you. You get to have like all friends and family come out to that too. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Like my friends are like, so elsewhere, elsewhere. (laughs) I can't wait for that because the lineup is very, um, you know, feminine too. We got Chloe Robinson and Chippy nonstop. So guys are just going to have like a night filled of like good mixes and blends because my, me and my girls, we cook. Yeah, <laughs> cooking them things. So oh, that's so. It dope. should be. It should be fun, and I'm gonna debut some new music too. So sick. Good start to the year. Like this is like, <laughs> thank seriously, you. Just hearing your journey and like now, like understanding all the things you're working on, like all the passion projects you have. Like it's just so cool to see what you're accomplishing and pushing the Jersey club sound forward. Like it's just really, really exciting. And I want more people to get involved in the movement as well. Like where can people connect with you? What's the best place to support you? Um, the best place to support me right now, I would just say, you know, follow me on my socials, keep up with my journey. I have a website, uniquemusic.com. So everything that you need, you know, to, learn about me is on there. You could click any link, whether it's Twitch, Bandcamp, TikTok, all that stuff. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be dropping new music soon. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, just amplifying the experience of what it is to be a unique fan for real. So hell yeah, I'm so excited for you. Any way we can support, definitely let us know. And my last question for you, I ask all my guests this, but mental health is a big, big thing for me here, especially when I'm speaking to artists. So how do you personally take care of yourself, take care of your mental health with everything that you've got going on? Oh my gosh, y'all. It's so important to not burn yourself out and to just stay in a light within yourself. Um, I, for mental health, me, what I do is I like to work out. I feel like it definitely helps you know, the physical body move in, you know, it kind of just gets your whole Mm -hmm. body pumped. So I like to keep active and I like to do things that bring out my inner child, whether it's painting or just like putting on a random song and trying to teach yourself a a dance routine, taking a dance class, going out for a walk, riding a bike, um, journaling, you know, sometimes I like to wake up and if I'm feeling like, wow, I have a busy day ahead. I have a busy week ahead where I want to accomplish this. Mm -hmm. I'll just like send an email to myself. That's like, really, you know, like, Hey girl, I'm proud of you. Like this week is going to be amazing, you know? So, um, those are just little things that I do, you know? Yeah. But yeah, mental health is so important. Make sure y'all take care of yourselves, you know, and check on your loved ones. It's so important Mm -hmm. to do that because we're all we got. And yeah, treat people how you want to be treated. That's that's what I say. Treat yourself how you Amen. want. Yes, I love it. That's what my mom always said to me over and over. She drilled in our brain, treat people the way you want to be treated. <laughs> that's yes. everything she said. I agree with you. <clears throat> I never thought about doing the email. That's super interesting. But I do the same thing in the morning. Like my, my puppy is sleeping behind me. But every oh. day when I wake up, sorry. <laughs> okay. I just look at him and I'm like, we're going to have a good day today. It's a new day. We're going to have a good day today. And I say that to him every single morning. And I'm like, it just puts your head in the right space of like, okay, yesterday is done. However, yesterday went, it's a fresh start today. We're starting with a good energy and we're going to make it a good day. So exactly. Awesome. Well, I'm so pumped for you. We are going to drop all the links of everything down below. Uh, I really, really hope to catch you at a show soon. Anything the rave culture cast community can do to support you, let me know. And, And I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thanks, Emma. Thanks for having me. I had a blast.
Of You're course. a great interviewer and Thank I wish you, you all the success this year. I know I'll see you at a festival <clears throat> real soon. Hell yes. <laughs> awesome. Everybody hang tight. I will be back with some news. Alrighty, fam. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Unique today. It was so, so cool getting to know her. Absolutely love her energy. And it was really amazing to see all of the things that she's been working on. Um, PB&J sounds incredible. I will definitely keep you posted when it gets a little closer to August. Um, so hopefully some of you guys can go and attend that event. But please show her some love and support at Unique Music. She spells it U-N-I-I-Q-U-3, the number three, at Unique Music. Um, go tell her Rave Culture Cast sent you. Definitely check out her new music coming up. But let's dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap. I have a couple things for you guys today and a lot of Miami Music Week announcements. Um, first and foremost, EDC Mexico is right around the corner. If any of you guys are going, you will know that the daily lineups are out. Um, really incredible lineup. I've heard amazing things about this festival, but you guys have plenty of incredible options. Notably, I mean, I got you got my favorites on here, like Above and Beyond and Dom Dalla is playing, Adam Bayer is playing, like all the mix of genres, which is really, really cool. West End is on there. We also have an announcement from Kygo. He has his own music festival series called Palm Tree Music Festival. And they just announced that they are going to be playing in Dana Point, California. And the headliners are Kygo, Ellie Golding, Tavlo, The Midnight, The Knox, Two Feet, and Forrester. So you guys can go check out that if you are a big Kygo fan. And then I just wanted to go over a couple Miami Music Week announcements they're coming out like left and right. It's a lot to keep up with, but I've been trying to post um, updates on at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram. I'm doing the Rave Culture Cast recap weekly now on Fridays as like a swipe through carousel. So I'm just trying to keep you guys on top of all of the news. But some of the newer events that were announced, um, Tool Room Miami, Tool Room is Patrick Topping's um, record label. Absolutely incredible. You got a lot of really amazing artists on there. So up first, we have Tool Room Miami's Pool Party, uh, a lot of really, really incredible house music artists, so this is a great option. This is on Sunday at the National Hotel, definitely recommend that one. Uh, big one, this happens every year, but Black Book Records, this is Chris Lake's label, is doing their Miami showcase on Friday. You've got Chris Lake, Honey Love, Back to Back, Harry Romero, Sosa, Mayan, and Hank K. Fire, definitely would be interested in that one. Space obviously has announced their 24 hours plus to infinity beyond <laughs> closing party. So basically from Sunday of like when Ultra is happening through whenever, like it could go till Tuesday, like who knows, they're going to be doing a massive closing party. So you guys can get in there whenever you want. Just make sure you get tickets. Um, Fisher is bringing his catch and release records. They're also doing their own party that is on Saturday. No lineup as of yet for that. Um, Get Lost Miami is usually one of the biggest events that takes place. It's on Saturday the 25th. Huge lineup, um, crazy amount of artists on here. So this could be a really good option if you guys want like a mix. This is a lot of house music on here as well, but really, really big names here. Um, we also have an announcement from Brownies and Lemonade. They always do a Miami takeover, which is really cool. Super dope party. That's at the Mana Winwood Warehouse on the 23rd. Then we also have Alan Walker. If you guys are an Alan Walker fan, he's doing his own show as well as Galantis is hosting their own Miami Beach party at the Kimpton Surfcomer Hotel on Sunday. So if there's a particular artist that you love, they might be having their own showcase. A lot of them are record label parties or like I mentioned, like brands like Brownies and Lemonade. 
And lastly, we have Insomniac Records Times D4 Dance doing a pool party. This one is also very much up my alley. This is a lot of house music. So you've got like Born Dirty, Sid, Deeper Purpose, Disco Lines, Hannah Wants, Matroda, Noizu, Side Piece, West End. Like that one would be fire. I'd probably have that one on my list. And that's a Friday pool party. So Lots of things happening. Miami Music Week's website will be updated at some point with all of this, but I would suggest if you guys really, really know you want to do something, I would buy tickets anyway just to secure that because it usually goes up in tier pricing and can get really expensive. Um, But yeah, again, check out our Instagram at RaveCultureCast. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Discord, all of the things you guys. So definitely come follow us and subscribe. Um, If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would make this your Instagram stories today and tag us in your posts. I will always reshare your posts. So thank you guys for spreading the word. Hope you're enjoying all the episodes so far this season. We've got another amazing artist interview coming at you next week that I'm super pumped about. So I hope you all have an amazing week this week. Keep it plur, keep it positive, and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys.